At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. I'm Hank Haney, and joining me today is the great Minnesota Tim, my producer. Uh, Minnesota Tim is, well, he's mourning the loss of the Vikings yesterday to the, uh, who did they play, Minnesota Tim? What I, I was, I actually, well, I was watching the game. I don't even know who they played, but uh, they're Chiefs, Chiefs, right? Yeah, yeah, they played the Kansas City Chiefs yeah, yeah, on yeah, the road. Yeah. The backup quarterback, Matt, yeah, Matt Patrick Moore. Yeah, didn't play. Yeah, Matt Moore. How could yeah. they not beat the backup quarterback? That's tough, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. It's so rough. The Vikings have a really bad history of losing to backup quarterbacks in the what, NFL. What, what does history have to do with it? What, what does that have to do with it? I don't know. It's just a curse of losing to backup quarterbacks. That's just how it is. <laughs> you think like, there is a curse such a thing as that? No, I don't. But it sure feels okay. like there's one. Like, if there was going to be a curse about anything – the curse is that the Vikings lose to backup quarterbacks. Okay. All right. The history doesn't have anything to do with the, the today's game or yesterday's game or the next game or the next play. You're right. You're right. They're all really just independent. Uh, you know, I mean, these are all new players. There's new players every year. I mean, for that matter, there's new players every week. I mean, the guys get hurt. New guys come in there. I mean, the, the history, you got you to gotta let things go. That's This is part of your problem as a fan, I think. Yeah, I mean, it is hard to let things go. I mean, all the way back to 2003, the backup quarterback for your, for the Arizona Cardinals knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs. Like, oh with my gosh, one you pass. Got, you're still yeah. mourning that? Yeah, it's a big loss. I mean, that was, what, 16, okay. 16 years ago? Yeah. That one was huge. Josh McCown, do you remember Josh McCown? 
Yeah, he was pretty good. Pretty good player. He's still he's he's still out there somewhere, isn't he? Yeah, he's a backup for the uh, Eagles. Yeah. They they took yeah. him out of retirement. They yanked him out of retirement. He's retiring and chilling. Yeah, and they called he's him good. Up, pulled him out. Yeah, he knocked yeah. us out of the playoffs in 2003. Now we got twice this has happened this year. Chase Daniels for the Chicago Bears, and now well, he, he he's be, he's be, he's better than their starter, Chase Daniels, yeah, that Trubisky, Trubisky guy. Sucks. Did you see that the, the the Chicago Bears had uh, something like forty yards offense in the first half or some of the of the game? Then they got it going a little bit, but oh my goodness, I, you know what? That was one of the most amazing things that I've seen in in sports betting is people actually picking the Chicago Bears to win the the Super Bowl when. Clearly, the most important position is quarterback, and clearly, uh, they got a question mark there at quarterback. But uh, yeah, your Vikings uh, cousins, you're on him all the time, uh, riding him hard. Uh, he had a good game, though. Yeah, he played great. Three touchdowns, zero turnovers, no fumbles, no interceptions. He's been great. Yeah. He played awesome in October. Was the NFC Player of the Month for October, actually. And yeah. um, today, it was pretty good. It was. You know, there was a lot of golf connotations that I was picking up on while watching the game. To All right, tell, tell me what they are. Two. Tell me what they are. So when I think about you talking about the game of golf, I think about the three putts, two chips, and penalty shots. And I think about stress on the golf course. So yep. the Vikings, they gave up a 91-yard touchdown run. They missed an extra point. They had terrible timing on offensive line penalties. They called a timeout when they weren't supposed to call a timeout near the end of the game, and Zimmer, the head coach, Mike Zimmer, blew it. And then I was thinking about golf, and what you talk about is stress with leg putting specifically. Just because you putt it within four feet, let's say you're at a 50-foot putt and you put it within four feet and you make that, that still adds stress to your upcoming putts, which will take a toll on your team. And that's what seemed to be happening for the Minnesota Vikings. They were making terrible plays throughout the game. A lot of just losing plays, like giving up a 91-yarder when you have a great defense like that. And then it just seems like it took a toll on the team for the rest of the game where there were just so many plays that you just looked and were thinking, like, what in the world are they doing? And And... (laughs) And, and and I was thinking about that with golf, like penalty shots, two chips, and three putts. You got to avoid those. And the Vikings, if you're going to compare that to golf, had a lot of those today. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean uh, that's part of the game. That's a, that's a big part of the game. You're right, though. When you take uh, you know a, a penalty shot in golf, it's kind of like uh, you know a turnover in football. It really is. I mean, you're not you know you turn the ball over. I don't know what the statistics say, but you know, every time you turn it over, your your odds of winning are diminished greatly, and at some point, you just you you really you're down to almost no chance of winning when you have like three turnovers or more. Things can happen. There there are you know games when teams win with turnovers, but it's the same thing in golf. I go through a whole golf tournament and I look and I say, oh, all right, if somebody has more than two, and I'm talking a total of two, three putts, two chips, or penalty shots, it becomes very difficult for them to win a, a, a golf tournament, especially a, a major championship, uh, because the, the margins are much, much tighter there. Uh, that's one of the things that, that I, I look at. And, you know, you go back to, to 
Augusta and the Masters, Tiger, no penalty shots, no two chips, had two three putts, wins the tournament. Kepka, uh, five three putts, four penalty strokes, and loses by one. Uh, that's a huge, huge number. I mean, that's like that's like you know turning the ball over four times and losing on a last second field goal. Uh, that's how well uh, he played. But you can't overcome those those obstacles. It's interesting you you mentioned about the stress put on your game because uh, when I was watching the uh, WGC, which Rory Rory won his third uh, WGC tournament, the WGC uh, World Golf Championships, HSBC Championship over in China. Shanghai, China. Uh, third World Golf Championship, Rory wins. Fourth term of the year, he wins. It goes with his Canadian Open, uh, Players Championship, and then Tour Championship. Uh, of those those three wins, uh, Tour Championship uh, is short field. Uh, Canadian Open, uh, and I'm not taking anything away from him, four, four wins, but, you know, it's just I just want to put it in perspective for you. You know, you, I, I mean, it's, it's one of the things I look at because I always looked at it when when Tiger would rattle off these wins. And, and you know, I mean, I, I was his coach for six years, so I was a beneficiary of some of this stuff. But I, I always looked at these short field events where I just thought were so much easier to win. And, you know, there's at the WGC event in China is a, is a good field. I mean, a great field. I mean, they, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of big names, you know, Justin Rose is there and Hustazen finished, uh, third and, uh, you know, Patrick Reed, top 10, Matthew Fitzpatrick, top 10, uh, Adam Scott, 11th, Deki Matsuyama, 11th. I mean, yeah, it, Ty, Tyrell Hatton. I mean, they, it, uh, a lot of a lot of big names. I mean, I you know Stenson's playing playing there. Uh, Molinari, uh, Mickelson played. Bubba Watson. Uh, you know you've got you got Sergio Garcia, Paul Casey. I mean Shane Lowry, Open champion. I mean it was a, it was a strong field, but it, it's you know it's filled in. I mean you got I mean Finau, you got Fleetwood. I mean this was a, a Rafael Cabrera Bayo. I mean, it was a this was a really good field. There's no doubt about that. But but I mean, I just want to put a little butt on there. It, you know, there's only 78 players, and of those 78 players, you got a you know a, a, quite a few players from from uh, China. Uh, not that not that they're you know not good players, but they're, they're not these aren't top players in the world rankings. Uh, but because it's a it's a tournament in China, they're gonna they're gonna let some Chinese players in there, and they've got you know six or seven of them playing, um, and you know it's just it it's it's not it's not that strong field now. Uh, players Championship, huge strong field. I mean, I I'll say the same thing about the Masters. I mean, the Masters is not it's a it's a very difficult tournament to win, but it's not the deepest field. I always felt like. When you'd get to those tournaments with short fields, a WGC event, uh, Masters, you know, t- tournaments like that. I mean, you know, Tigers get together, you know, Hero World, whatever, uh, you know, the t- a Tour Championship, all these tournaments with the short fields. I thought, all right, you, you got a limited amount of players. Uh, how many? How many of the of the guys that are there are going to be on that week? Not you know, not that many because that's just the way it works in golf. And you know, you don't have that many great weeks throughout the year. And at the end of the day, you know, you're not going to have to beat 
a big long list of players. And what you do when you have a short field event is you eliminate the possibility that somebody just hops in there out of nowhere and plays the the best term of their life, and they and they they beat you. Uh, but but McElroy wins in a playoff over Shoffley. Shoffley's tough. Uh, you know, and I was watching the, the tournament, and Tim, you're talking about the stress on the short putts. I mean, Shoffley and uh, Rory both make one on 17. They have to make, you know, Shoffley uh, about a five-footer for a two-putt. Rory has to make about a, a, a six- or seven-footer uh, to to uh, stay on the lead. And then they come to 18. Uh, Shoffley drives it good, knocks it on the green. Rory drives it to the right. Uh, looks like it could go in the water, but it doesn't. Hangs up on the side. Rory said he got lucky there. I wasn't really lucky. I mean, it just, you know, I mean – I mean, I guess it was lucky they didn't hit it worse, but but it wasn't. It was there was nothing really lucky about it. It just it just wasn't quite bad enough to go in the water. He had to lay up, and then he pars and Shoffley makes birdie, and then they go play eighteen again. The par five, five hundred thirty-eight yards. So it's not much of a par five for for uh, those guys. But Rory, you know, just bombs a drive out there, which is hard to do, especially in a playoff, especially. When you just drove it not so good on that hole to begin with, uh, you know, before you you got to the the playoff, uh, you know, I mean, you got to be thinking there's water out there. But he hit the, a beautiful drive, bombs it down there like uh, you know three fifteen or something. You know, it's just about normal for him, and uh, he's got a four iron in from two twenty four, four iron, and he hits this thing, and it is so high. I mean, this is the advantage that the the power hitters have. And you go back and you look at the these players that have been the dominant players in the history of the game. And I mean, you look at Jack Nicholas, you look at Tiger Woods, you look at Greg Norman it, it, when when he was was such a dominant number one. Uh, you know, you look at Rory, you look at at Kepka. I mean, they hit that ball. I mean, Rory hits that ball, it takes off. That thing is just like straight up in the air. But anyway, driver four iron. Uh, on the green, and then uh, Shoffley didn't hit a great drive. Doesn't have the he's he's not short, but he doesn't have the power of of McElroy. Uh, McElroy long hitter. I mean, that's just no no two ways about it. He's got he's got some some distance, and in fact, you know, last year on you know driving distance, he was number two on the on the PGA Tour, number one strokes gained off the tee, and you know he wasn't going to hit two bad drives in a row on the same hole, and he hits that drive down there, and then he's got you know. A f- Four iron in, just hits it on there, and then two putts, and, and Shoffley uh, has to lay up, uh, wedges it on, uh, misses the putt, and, and there you go. Rory Rory wins, and he's uh, making a little uh, a little move to uh, to Kepka, who uh, you know the, the, they asked Rory after he got done about Kepka's comments again. You know, you, you, do you think that was a bad, that, that was a bad thing? Give me your give me your opinion on Kepka's comments. On Kepka, I, I do think it was. I think what it was, was bad about it. I think it was incorrect information, because Kepka said from 2014 to 2019. Well, Rory McIlroy won two major championships in 2014: the PGA Championship and the Open Championship. And it was pretty funny to look at Rory's reaction to Kepka's comments. Rory said that Kepka was very accurate, and I'm sitting over here looking at Rory's statistics thinking how inaccurate it was. And it was just a very odd, it was a very odd exchange between the top two players in the world right now because Rory, you know, he's a great player and he probably uses a lot of it as motivation and he's a great guy. 
what one of the all you hear about is how nice of a guy Rory McIlroy is on the PGA Tour. But at the same time, Kepka's over here throwing jabs, throwing punches to the gut, throwing a punch to the face, and Rory's over there just taking it, even though it's an illegal hit. Rory won two majors in 2014. He did do that. He he, he did win two majors that year, but. Kepka, I think Kepka says things uh, to to put himself out there. I think he wants to. I think he wants to be a little, you know, out there. A little. He's Mister Athlete. Well, he is, he's an athlete, a real athlete, not just an athlete. He's a real athlete. Uh, not sure what what Rory is. Rory's a real athlete too. Um, there's a lot of real athletes out there, but uh, somehow Kepka thinks if you're a, a weightlifter, you're you're really an athlete. I guess I don't know. Maybe it's the mentality. I'm not sure what he's talking about. I like them both. I like I I I like Kepka being uh you know kind of out there with his comments. I like it. Rory Rory is in a good place. I mean, I have been high on Rory all year long. I, I you know, the fact that he didn't uh do very well in the majors this last year and he didn't. I mean, it was it was not a good year for the for the majors. Of course, every now, you know, as a result, uh everybody's, you know, in Rory and, you know, it, it will and everybody's the same way in this regard. They all start selling you. And, you know, what they're going to sell you on is uh, top tens, and they're going to sell you on consistency, and there's more than just the majors. Of course, Rory finished 21st at the Masters. He finished ninth at the U.S. Open. Uh, missed the cut at the uh, Open Championship. He finished eighth at the at the PGA. So, you know, two, two top tens, but he wasn't really in those those tournaments. Uh, not not to win them, um, and that, so so you, you play in four majors and you're really not not there to win any of them. It's it's probably you know a, a little bit of a, of a downer year, but he's made the most of it, and he's you know he's 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 creeping up on that list to, to number one, uh, which shows you to me. I, I just think majors are important, so I think it shows you how flawed the world golf rankings are. That that uh, you know, Kepka can have the major record that he has, and it's not like he hasn't won other tournaments too. He's won other tournaments, and and uh, you know, Rory's Rory's knocking on his heels for sure. I mean, he's 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 right there. Rory's Rory's definitely set himself up. Him and Kepka are the guys to beat. And then I think you know a lot of people are putting Tiger in that in that category too. I saw Davis Love uh, made a comment. He thinks Tiger's going to be number one again. I mean, like you know, I'm like, how in the world is that going to happen? I mean, he plays in twelve events. I mean, you're going to have to probably you know you're going to have to be awful dominant in those twelve events. I mean, you have to win two majors to get it to, to number one again if you're going to play in only twelve events. But I mean, anything's anything's possible. Uh, Rory Rory's in such a good place mentally. And that's the difference in his game. You know, since he he you know, he's, he got married, but the you know the big thing that seemed to change, to be honest with you, is when he you know, like hooked up with Brad Faxon, the putting whisperer. Not only did he help his putting tremendously, and you know the question is, can can Rory keep that up? Uh, which there's a chance he can because you know he's he is doing something different. You know, I mean, if, if if somebody just is doing the same thing all the time and they have a good putting year, don't bet on it for the next year. But Rory's Rory's done something different, and uh, you know his his statistics are just off the charts, uh, uh, putting wise. Uh, when you look at it, uh, last year, 2019, he was 24th in strokes gained putting, which is the best year he's ever had. 
Uh, his best before that was uh, 2014, which is a long way back. You mentioned 2014 when he won the two majors, Tim. Uh, he was 41st in, 41st in strokes gained putting and 13th in three-putt avoidance. Last year, he was ninth in three-putt avoidance. That is an in- incredible improvement. I mean, he's just like way better, way better. And he'd gotten a better he'd gotten better at the three-putt in, in 2018 because he'd already kind of started working on all this stuff. But but when you look go back to 2017, he was 140th in putting and 152nd in three putt avoidance, and then two years later, you're 24th and ninth. It's not hard to to figure out where all the the big imp- improvement came from. Uh, if he keeps putting like that, it's a big if. You know, you don't you, you, usually what you see. Yeah, and when guys have years putting like this, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to back it up. I mean, it just is. Hank, we talk a lot about. This opening segment has been a lot of talk about stress on the golf course and trying yeah. to avoid it and trying to keep your round together. Well, we, I, I know one of your big things on the PGA Tour is starting well, and I, I just did a little research just now while you we were talking about Rory's new mental side, and I looked at the last four winners on the PGA Tour. Well, Rory McIlroy opened with a 67. Tiger opened with a 64. Justin Thomas, Mr. C.J. Cupper, he opened with a 68. And Lanto Griffin, Mr. Wraparound, he opened up with a 66 in the Houston Open. So when yeah. we talk about starting on the PGA Tour and the eliminating stress on the golf course, starting's a big deal, isn't it? Oh, a huge deal. Well, I always talk about that. I mean, you know, people want to tell you, this guy's a finisher, this guy's a finisher. You better be a starter first. You better be a starter. Uh, if you don't get off to a start, you're not going to you're, – you're not going to – have much of a chance to win there's always a chance but it's 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 tough you know i mean i'll give you an example patrick reed finished eighth in the tournament uh he finished 69 68 uh 66 12 under par okay now it's seven behind behind rory uh reed's not you know, he's not doesn't have the length that Rory has. So, you know, what par course is Rory playing versus Patrick Reed? But besides that, Patrick Reed starts off with 72 the first round. Rory starts off with, with 67. So five of those strokes are just are right there, right off the, the get-go. And and for all intents and purposes, and you, you know, guys don't give up. They, they'll keep trying, they'll keep grinding, they'll, you know, the fans of these people keep keep uh, cheering them along, but the fact of the matter is, is that when Patrick Reed opened up with seventy two, uh, he uh, he was out of the tournament. He it, it, after at that point, at that point when he opened up with seventy two, you know, and everybody was oh, fifty four holes to go. Yeah, I understand, uh, and you're not going to win this tournament. And at that point, when you open up with seventy two, now. Uh, your your goals are changing, and now you're 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 hoping and battling for a top ten finish. Just uh, just just the way it is, and it's 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 the way it is pretty much uh, every week on the on the on the PJ Tour. We'll take a little break. We'll be right back on the Hank Haney podcast. Hear from our uh, sponsors, uh, Hank Haney and uh, Minnesota Tim Prochka with you this morning. We'll be right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. All right, so Tim, Rory wins the uh, World Golf Championship, uh, HSBC, uh, part of the wraparound season. Big win, third World Golf Championship win he's had. Uh, still number two in the in the world, getting an inch and closer to Kepka at number one. And uh, Rory looks like he's he's in in uh, you know great place. He's going to play one more tournament. He's going to play the Dubai Desert Classic, which is I think the uh, like the tour championship on the European tour is what I think it is. And, and that'll come up in a couple of weeks. And then he's taken two months off. And, and the, the thing that he's got going for him is, is you go into those two months off and you, you've already got a, a win. You're already up there at the, right up there at the top of the FedEx cup for next year. You've won four times. You got player of the year. And, you know, last year, I mean, you, you're, you're feeling pretty good when it's time to take that break, and then you're coming out like full of confidence. You're 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 fired up. You're probably uh, working a little extra hard, and and definitely without as much pressure on you. And there's something to be said for that when when the the, the season starts again. But Rory wins his his third WGC event, so that's a big deal. You know, it's a tough tournament to win. Uh, he ties uh, uh, Mickelson and uh, Jeff Ogilvie. They both won three World Golf Championship events, which puts them uh, quite a ways behind Dustin Johnson, who's won six, and uh, like a million miles behind Tiger Woods, who's won 18. But when they when they talk about how this guy's won this or this guy's won that and he's won, won this many World Golf Championship events, won three of them, that's a big deal. Yeah, Tiger won 18. That put, kind of puts things in in, in perspective, but uh, Rory Rory is definitely looking good. I mean, there's 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 no two ways about it, uh, and uh, you know he'll be uh, it'll be him and Kepka and Tiger, and I'm sure it's lined up that way right now in Vegas. Uh, they'll be the betting favorites for the first major of the year in, in April, which is the uh, the Masters. A lot of people talk about Rory and say. When he's on, there's nobody better on the PGA Tour. His swing, yeah, his yeah, putting. How much do you buy into that? Nah, I don't know about that. 
What do you, what does that mean when he's on? What do you mean when he's making everything he looks at? That's a good question, yeah. Well, okay. When he's making everything he looks at, I mean, is he really better than Dustin Johnson? Uh, when he's making everything he looks at, is he really better than Brooks Koepka? Uh, is he really better than Tiger Woods? I, mean, I, I don't. I don't know if I would 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 say that. I mean, I now I would say, you know, I mean, look at his statistics. Okay, uh, first strokes gained tee to green. So I mean, if your first strokes gained tee to green and you and and you're putting well. Yeah, I guess you. I guess you should be the guy to beat, no doubt about it. Uh, but uh, you know, and he's first strokes gained off the tee. Okay, but maybe you play a golf course where you know off the tee is not you know as important as it is other places. There, there's courses that exist like that. He's twelfth in his approach shots to the green, or you know, he's nineteenth around the green last year. His statistics are phenomenal. Uh, 24th in, in putting, 9th in, in uh, three-putt avoidance, second in distance, and, but here, here's one that wasn't good, and that's wedge play, 50 to 125 yards. Uh, he was 120th, averaged 19.5 feet uh, from 50 to 125. That's not a great stat, especially when you're number two in, in, in distance. And you, you, look at, you look at Kepka, and Rory's got him beat, and, you know, statistic-wise, but Kepka's right there, uh, uh, 12th strokes gained T to green. Uh, around uh, approach out to the green, he's 11th. Um, so, you know, right there, right there with Rory. Uh, Rory's 12th. Uh, Kepka was 11th. Um, putting, Kepka 48th. Uh, three putt avoidance, uh, 123. So, right now, uh, this last year, you give Rory the edge on the, with the putter. Both of them are long. Kepka's 10th in distance. Kepka's a lot better from 50 to 125 yards. He was 14th, so he's got a little little edge there. No, I mean, if you look at it and you say he's number one strokes gained tee to green, yeah, I guess if he is on, if he's making all his putts, and and he, the thing is, is how often is he going to be making all his putts? He's putted better, though. There's no, there's no two ways about that. And if he keeps putting like this, then, yeah. I mean, I you know, I guess you could could go with that, but I don't think it's it's not much of an edge. Uh, you know, you'd have to you got to factor in the course because horses for courses, okay, no doubt about it. So when people say Rory on his game is better than anybody else, well, what course are we playing? Well, let's 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 talk about that for a second because you know this course might be better for Kepka, this course might be better for Tiger. Um, you know, this course might be better for just Rose. I don't know whether, you know, this course might not be Rory's favorite. You got to, you got to factor that in too. And, and, but, but yeah, I mean, it's a short list. Let's put it that way. Short list of, of guys that, that, uh, you would put up there with Rory if Rory's on. Right, right, right. We talk about, you know, one of the things I remember, maybe it was you or Tiger himself. It's probably both actually. But one of the things I remember is that, we always talked about how uh, Tiger could win with a C plus game. Are there? Are there? Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, is there? But my question with you, Hank, is that is there anybody on the PGA Tour that can win with anything other than an A plus game? Is there anybody good enough that can win with a B game on the PGA Tour right now? Nah, well, well, the, the long here's the thing: the long hitters start off if they're playing a par seventy two. If they're playing a par seventy two, and you're a long hitter. You're, you really don't have any par fives. So if you figure there's four par fives a day, 
And you, they're, they're really par fours. Roy hit four iron into the last hole. So it's like a par four. Uh, and, uh, you know, now he got to hit a good drive on that hole to take advantage of it. And you're not going to do that on every par five. But even if you hit a bad drive, you're going to have a wedge in your hand. And if you have a wedge in your hand and your average distance from the hole is 14 or 15 feet and you're going to make, you know, 25% of those, you still, you know, if you hit, let's say you hit two good drives on par fives, you're playing a par four because you're two under there. And then you hit wedge, you know, two, two par fives. You don't hit a good drive. You got wedges into those. You're going to, you're going to birdie that about 25% of the time. It's kind of the way it works out. You get about a 25% chance of making make birdie if you don't hit a good drive. And you, you think, okay, so we got 16 par fives, right? Uh, eight good drives, you're eight under. Uh, and then you got eight other holes uh, where you're going to hit wedge in and you're going to birdie 25% of the time. So you got two more, so you're 10 under. So that's really what, what, you, what you're looking at. You're looking at 10 under on the on the on the par fives for these guys that are long hitters. So if you start off 10 under, Roy shot 19 under for the week, but you're really starting off 10 under. Now the, the shorter hitters aren't doing that. The average length hitters aren't doing that, but the big hitters are. They're starting, they're starting off 10 under. And then they work their way from there. And they can probably get get away with a, a B plus game an A minus game. But if you're not a long hitter and you're not starting a week off 10 under par already or 12 under par or whatever, you know, depending on, on how you drive it on the par fives, if you're not starting off that way, then you're, you're, you're looking at, you know, you better have everything and you better have all your ducks in a row. You you better have your A game. You better have your best game or you're not going to win. That's uh, that's, that's really how that, uh, that breaks down. All right, let's take another break. Uh, talk to our or hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 
All right, Minnesota Tim. Uh, people can uh, get in touch with us if they want to send in a question, uh, participate on the show. You can. We, we've got a phone number you can call. It's 833-426-5763, extension 801. You can follow me on Twitter, at Hank Haney, if you want to send in questions there. Uh, we will uh, definitely pay attention to those or comments. And then you can email questions to us at hankhaneygoff at outlook.com. And... Uh, you know, we'll, we will take everything into consideration. So we've got some uh, email questions I want to get to today. Uh, what do you got for me? Yeah, so here's a question from Rob. Uh, he's just sent the message after Rory won. So he goes, Hank, from your perspective as an instructor who's taught a couple of pros that have won the Masters, what would you tell Rory McIlroy to do to get ready for the 2020 Masters in terms of areas of his game to work on and scheduling? in addition to making him watch a video of Brooks's comments every day. <laughs> I, I, I don't think he's paid that much attention to Brooks's comment. I mean, Rory is a very seasoned veteran at this point. He has, has grown up a lot. Uh, mentally, he's in a great place. I don't think he, you know, I don't think he needs more motivation. Like there were, t- there was a time when I thought, man, he just is not very motivated. But he seems to be in a much better place now. And I think one of the things that that's really helped him is this, uh, you know, all these books he's read, this attitude that he's got that, you know, hey, you know, it's not the be end, end all. Golf isn't, uh, you know, there's more to it in life than that. Uh, I want to do good. I want to win. I want to be the best I can be. I want to win tournaments, but I'm not, you know, he's not obsessed over it, which is a good attitude going to the Masters. He's got more pressure than anybody at Augusta. I mean, Tiger wasn't, you know, a lot of people didn't think he was ever going to win another major, uh, you know, wasn't going to win another master. So he he did it. You know, he's he's playing with house money now. Uh, Kepka's got such a great major record. You know, he can withstand a couple bad majors and nobody's going to, you know, blink an eye. Uh, Rory's got more pressure than anybody going at Augusta because he's trying to complete the career Grand Slam. He just needs to he just needs to go out there and play like he can play. And it may happen, it may not happen. But I would say that what he needs to do is just keep doing everything that he's doing right now, whatever he's doing preparation-wise. Now, this is one of the things that he's gotten off before. See, he's had decent putting before. He worked with Dave Stockton. He had decent putting. And then all of a sudden, you know, he... he, he 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 does you know he's not working with Stockton anymore. He's not he's not paying attention to him. He's not going to see him. He's not you know Stockton's not out there. I'm like, I hope that this time he doesn't think, hey, I got it all figured out. What he needs to do is just do the exact same thing that he's been doing all this last year. Whatever it is, whatever you know, the workout routine he's done, the uh, training sessions. He's done with his with his swing coach, the the putting sessions he's done with Brad Faxon, uh, whatever mental stuff he's doing. He needs to do the same thing. It's just it's just like once you have the formula, just repeat the formula. And he should not vary at all from the formula that he has right now because it's working great. Stay on the formula. Keep repeating it. Retrace your steps. Keep going and do the same thing over and over and over again. Until until it's it stops working and it's time to to change the plan a little bit. That's that would be my my advice to him. But I I, I think that uh, you know he's gonna he's gonna do just just fine. He, he, four majors. They're not easy to win. You got to be in the right place at the right time. 
and you know he he can, he can win any of them. He's got the game to win any of them. Uh, Willie, yeah, you never know. They're not easy to win. He's he's a pretty good good uh, you know dry spell winning majors. What has it been? Five years. But but uh, having said that, having said that, you know who who would you take ahead of him? Who who would who would you take ahead of him? Kepka? Yeah. Okay. That's it. Who else? Tiger. I mean, you know, he, you know, once again, very short list, very short list. Rory, and you know, and, and especially at, at Augusta, it, you know, that's a good course for Rory. He knows the shots he needs to hit to play there or stuff. He he bombs it. He can he can work the shots the ways that he needs to hit them. Uh, you know, either way now he's gotten better at fading the ball for sure, and you know he's he's always been. Good at drawing it, and he hits that thing sky high, and he's not three putting like he used to. So, I mean, there's no reason in the world that he can't go out there and and, and play good at, at, at Augusta. Remember, uh, he's he's all he's playing a par 68 every day. That's what he's playing. So, yeah, I would think he's going to do do great next year. He didn't, you know, the fact that he didn't win a major this year didn't really contend. He may not win one next year, but I would be shocked if he doesn't contend next year and have chances to win. And you know, he keeps picking up more experience. As long as much as he's played and win one, he's won a lot of tournaments. One, you know, this, this HSBC tournament was his 18th win on the PGA Tour. Uh, but still, you keep learning. You keep learning. You keep getting more experience. And you, you know, he he definitely looked. I thought you know he didn't hit a great drive off 18 in regulation. Hit a great drive off eighteen in the playoff, but in neither case did he look like tight or, or uh, you know, out of his element or any of that stuff. I thought it was it was good good stuff for Roy. I, I'm uh, you know very high on Roy. I, I think he'll 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 be right there next year and in, in something. I don't know what, but he'll be right there. Uh, Roy McIlroy's number one book, his number one go to book, is called "The Greatest Salesman in the World" by Og Mandino and uh, Matthew McConaughey. I believe has a celebrity green called that the a book that has changed his life because it's a book that's looking at success for your life, talking about getting around obstacles, trying to find the right hmm. attitude to to find the success. Now, who's the, who's the author again? Og Mandino, O-G, and then Mandino. So okay. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly or not, but Og Mandino. All right, we'll, we got to check that out. I got I got I got to uh, I got to have a look at that. I haven't I haven't read that book. I gotta admit, I have not read that book. But um no doubt about it that uh he is he he's a different different guy. A way different guy. Always been a talented player, but he's a different guy now. His his difference is, is putting and mentally. Two things. No doubt no no doubt. All right, what else we got, Tim? You got another uh, email question? Yeah, so this one actually came from your Twitter at Hank Haney. Uh came from Gregory and uh he wanted to ask you about Talking about Tiger Woods' 82nd victory, and you know, let's, let's just assume that he's going to get another victory in his PGA Tour career. He 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 wanted to ask you if you if you view this as a unbreakable record, similar to DiMaggio's 56 game hitting streak in uh, Major League Baseball. Oh, I think so. I, I I I don't think there's any I don't think there's any doubt about it, especially the way the game's played today. It's so different. Uh, it's such a power game. There's seemingly more uh, injuries. A lot of people blame it on the speed that the players swing at today, the the go for it 
uh, you know, hit it, hit it as far as you can, putting a little more stress on the body. Maybe the careers are a little shorter as a result of it. Uh, Kepka's already talking about how he's maybe got, you know, five or six more years of, of, of really in his prime. Uh, you know, to win 82, 82 PGA Tour events. Sneed, you know, Sneed, there's a lot of wins in Sneed's record there that, you know, he's tied with Tiger. But there's a lot of, of wins in there that are that are like, really, that counts? Or, you know, that, that one counts and that counted? And you, know, you talk about short field events. Um, there's some question marks in there. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just saying, you know, there is. Uh, you know, Tiger, you're not, they don't count the hero world challenges or the, you know, all these other, you know, events that were, you know, really, I mean, sanctioned events, you get world golf champ, you get world, uh, ranking points on them. Um, and you know, he won a, a bunch of those, those, those aren't, aren't in the, the total. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody's going to, going to break that record. Is it Jesus? A, 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 Tiger's a player that, it's just not even close uh, how much better he he is and was than everybody else. It's just it's just like night and day. Uh, you know, you look at these guys now that are just great players, like Roy McIlroy. I mean, Roy's won eighteen times on the PGA Tour. I mean, eighteen. You know, Kepka's just in- incredible. He's won seven times. You know, Jordan Spieth had an unbelievable run, just unbelievable. You know, it's awesome. And he's still young, but he had an unbelievable run. He's won 11 times. You know, you look at like Ricky Fowler. What does he won Like four tournaments? I mean, 82, 83? No, that's not going to happen again. I don't think so. Anyway, Tim. Yeah, and then we can wrap up with this question. This one, we got a lot of WGC reaction. This one's coming from Randy of email question, Hank Caney Outlook at, or Hank Caney Golf at Outlook.com. He wants to ask you about Phil Mickelson's run of the top 50. And just to give you some context here, Hank, um, it'll mark the first time since November 1993 that Phil is outside the top 50 in the world, ranking or ending a streak of 1,353 straight weeks inside the top 50. Well, I mean, how old is he? 49. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, it's it, that's pretty good, isn't it? I mean, if, if you know, you, and, and I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go out on a prediction limb here. I, you know, Steve Johnson's the one, the great predictor, makes all the predictions, but I'll, I'll make one. All right, Phil will be back inside the top fifty. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I mean, this is not, you know, this is a a, a brief exit. Now, I don't know, you know maybe he's not going to play again for a while, but uh, you know, Phil's not done playing decent in tournaments. Got all the experience in the world. I mean, he's won 44 times, won five majors. I don't know if he's going to win another major. I don't know if he's going to win another golf tournament. But I would not bet against him. He's an awful talented guy, and he is so dedicated. You know, I've got a, a friend of mine who's really good friends with Phil. He said, Phil loves golf and loves to play golf more than anybody he's ever seen in his life. And what Phil Mickelson has done with his body and the dedication he has and the determination that he has is second to none. Now, uh, like my good friend Charles Barkley always says, father time is undefeated. But one way that you, you have a chance to hold off father time 
is when you get in better physical condition, like Phil Mickelson has has clearly done with his, his workout routine he's on, the weight loss he's had. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you he he's going to he'll be back in the top fifty. I mean, let, let, if we revisit this next year, uh, Phil will be back in the in the top fifty. Wouldn't uh, would would shock me if he wasn't. I, as a matter of fact, I, I'm I have trouble understanding why he's not playing better now. He did when, when he finished at the uh, WGC the the uh, HSBC. I mean, uh, he T28. Yeah, okay, T28. Not bad. I mean, that's uh, that that you know he. He just throws in a couple bad rounds every every once in a while, and and his his bad rounds, um, you know, he's had seventy five on uh, the third round, and I mean, just you know, he just made a like a, geez, I mean, two, four, seven bogeys. I mean, he just made a slew of bogeys, which you know, I mean, I don't know where you know, it's hard to tell. They you know, they don't have all the the uh, shot link out there that they have at the um, regular tour events, but. Sure, it's a combination of bad drives and you know our shots he doesn't get up and in. But I, I, I still like Phil's game. It's up, you know, he is forty nine years old, so that that's the only thing. But uh, that run is pretty, pretty, pretty incredible. Now it looks like his run is going to uh, come to an end for the uh, his playing in the cups too, and uh, we're, we're gonna we'll we'll see how. Uh, you know that that works out, but I'm sure he's going to be like super, super motivated to, like he always is, to try to make one more run at a at a Ryder Cup for next year. Presidents Cup. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't think he's losing any sleep over not making the Presidents Cup team. Although they would have liked to have made it, uh, but I would think that uh, the Ryder Cup. I uh, think you know that's a big motivator for him. He's got you know, but he's just he's just motivated because he loves golf and he wants to wants to do better. Um, you know, he will. I think he will. I'm, 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 I'm pretty confident he's going to do good. All right, Tim. Good stuff today. Thanks for uh, thanks for being with me. And uh, my Cowboys are playing uh, tonight. Yeah, they play. Yeah, they, it's a big game. Are you, are you predicting a victory for them? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking they're going to be. I'm thinking they're going. to This is kind of the home stretch now. I think they uh, turn it on. I think they're uh, super focused, motivated by uh, Coach Garrett, Steve Johnson's favorite coach, and uh, I'm predicting a, a a big game by the Cowboys. Big game. That's what I'm predicting. If your next two predictions come true, the Phil Mickelson top fifty and the Dallas Cowboys uh, win on Monday Night Football, you might have to go into the uh, name changing place and uh, take the great predictor's name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Go to the where, where? Where do you go to change your name in the in the in the USA? I don't even know what it's called. But. Yeah, has the great predictor ever got anything right? I don't. Uh, I mean, it's 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 highly. He got two things right last week. He said. Yeah, so the Saints. Know. He predicted the Saints to beat the Cowboys. Okay, well that was good. That, yeah. was, a, that was a good, good pick. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk about that uh, tomorrow. We'll have a little uh, Cowboys review, and we'll and uh, also we've got uh, Tigers picks are coming out, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna we'll be all over that as as well. Uh, appreciate everybody listening to the podcast. Uh, make sure you click uh, follow on the iHeart uh, Radio app. Uh, find the podcast and click follow, and it'll you'll be right there every day for you to to listen to, and uh, tell your friends. Uh, we've had great uh, response so far. Really appreciate it, and we'll be back again tomorrow on the Hank Any Podcast. 
Thanks for tuning into the Hank Haney Podcast. Listen, follow, rate, and share on iTunes, on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at hankhaneygoff at outlook.com. And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter. Caney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.